Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Tim Castleman, and welcome to another edition of the Shit Show Sessions. I think that's what I've called it, even though even though when I tried to say it there, it's like Shit Show Sessions. Say that ten times fast, right? Uh, I think that's what I've decided to call these temporary uh, podcasts to kind of get you guys all caught up. Uh, so we'll say this is Session 2, Shit Show Session 2. Right, that's what this is. Uh, the one uh, was the previous episode uh, where I told and uh, talked about the fact that on uh, January twelfth, two thousand seventeen, uh, I walked into a half-empty house and a Dear John letter from Alicia. I'm sorry, Alethea Castleman, who had decided to suddenly and abruptly abandon our marriage of almost 11 years uh so that is how things left when uh, when i left you actually uh she had left the night before uh had taken money out of our uh, joint accounts uh and had also managed to take uh my dog bowie castleman who is uh, actually laying right next to me right now so you know there's a happy ending uh to the story so uh, let's start there, shall we? Um, so uh, she leaves at 7 o'clock at night. Alethea leaves at 7 o'clock at, at night uh, the night before. Then the next day, we're texting back and forth, and she goes radio silent. The next thing I know, she's meeting with an attorney, and she's uh, retained. And not even meeting. She retained an attorney by 4 o'clock the next day, which means that in less than 24 hours, Alethea had abandoned our marriage uh, and uh, hired a lawyer uh, to begin the divorce proceedings, uh, if you will. Uh, the biggest issue for me after she left was my dog. Uh, Bowie uh, had been given to me as a gift prior to our even engagement. Uh, I don't even think we were living together. In fact, we weren't. I was living in my house. I can say it's my house because it is my house. Uh, back on the other side of town, and uh, I was living there. A friend uh, was like, oh, you want a golden retriever? My friend's got golden retrievers. No, he didn't. He had labs and had farm puppies, and this little old farm puppy had worms and fleas and all that. We, I think we got him on Thanksgiving uh, or around there. We found an animal shelter that was open, uh, and we got him taken care of. We got him a little flea bath, and they got him, uh, I think, his first sets of shots and all that good stuff. And then we took him home uh, why he peed uh, on my ex-wife, Alethea, as a, uh, a maybe foreshadowing of things to come. Maybe he was a better character judgment than I was. No. Uh, so anyway, th this dog had been mine, had always lived with me, had always everything uh, with me. And I, I wanted him back, especially because I felt you know violated that uh, I didn't even get the respect to talk to me uh, before leaving uh, and I felt violated that you know half the stuff was gone out of the house and that I felt powerless right uh, not to mention as I mentioned in the previous episode uh, you know my my number one trigger is abandonment my number two trigger is money she abandoned gotta quit saying she Alethea abandoned the marriage uh, and Alethea also uh, took half the uh, the money uh, out of our savings account, right? Which she's like, don't worry, don't worry. I'm not going to spend any of it. I just took the money, but I'm not going to spend any of it. I'm going to hold on to it in this other account. And what's hilarious to me about that is, like, that's never been an issue. Like, money's nothing that we fought about uh, in terms of... Uh, I've never like taken money out of the account or, or vice versa. So this is all new to me. So anyway, she retains a, uh, a lawyer. 
uh, I call the lawyer and I leave a message for him. I don't get anything. Uh, I think that's on a Friday. Uh, so that Monday, I'm like, you know, and, and all the time I'm sending emails to Alethea. And I'm like, hey, here's where Texas law, you can research it yourself. And finally, when that doesn't happen, I think it's like the, the next week, Monday or Tuesday, I fire off an email, uh, you know, and, and at this point, I'm locked and loaded, right? Because I'm, I'm pissed off. Uh, that my dog hasn't been returned to me. I don't want to have to go through this whole legal proceeding because even though it's a relatively fast proceeding, I don't want to have to wait 60 or 90 days to get something that rightfully belongs to me. Uh, so I fire off an email. Um, you know, I CC my attorney and I CC my friend uh, Jake, uh, who was part of the whole process in terms of the guy who gave me the dog. And I just lay out my case. You know, I'm like Yana, here's the thing. So I just lay it out. I'm like, look, you didn't return my phone call. This is the lawyer. So that's why you're getting this email. And your client took this dog illegally and without uh, my permission. Uh, when she left, when Alinia left and, and uh, took all of her stuff, the one thing she didn't take by the way the medication for the dogs yeah yeah my dogs are older we got a veteran crew uh and he's on some some hybrid or not hybrid uh hyperthyroid medication whatever so you know she took everything else she got all her jewelry all her louis vuitton purses all her coach bags but she couldn't take the medication for the puppies apparently so uh you know and i just fired off to her and i'm like look here's the deadline your client has till this date to return that dog to me and if that if your client doesn't then i authorize my attorney to spend up to ten thousand dollars getting them back and fifty thousand dollars right on the entire proceedings to make sure that we get them back now i want you to think about this right this is less than a week ago i think like yeah i have an okay marriage it's not great it's not perfect we have our issues but you know all things considered things are okay and a week later i'm having to threaten to sue alicia castleman because she won't return what i what i and the state of texas uh consider my legal property um and along this time, I'll do a little more foreshadowing, right? She's like, listen, I know I left, um, but don't worry. I'm going to pay half the bills until we're divorced. Like, I'm going to pay the mortgage, you know, half, all the bills, electricity, all of those things. I'm going uh, to pay them. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, that's that's nice. Um, that's, that's a beneficial thing that you're going to pay half the bills like you were before since you suddenly decided to leave the marriage. Got it. Got it. Um, and anyway, this dog issue will not die, right? Because even after that email and even after countless texts back and forth, she's like, oh, we can talk about it later. We can talk about it later. She would just deflect things like, oh, we'll talk about that later. It's like, no, 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 no. No, you don't get to set the agenda for me. Thank you, right? You don't get to set my agenda. I'm telling you what my agenda is. We're going to talk about this first, and that's the only thing we're going to talk about. Uh, and long story short, uh, she finally caves and relents and goes, okay, uh, look, I can't bring the dog over this day. You're going to be out of town anyway. Um, can I bring him back after that? Right? So that finally happens. Guess what? Guess why she couldn't bring him over the week before? Because, ding, 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 ladies and gentlemen, that weekend I was out of town for a birthday celebration that I was supposed to do with Alethea Castleman. That's right. The following week after she abandoned our marriage, we had already planned, she had already planned, 
I didn't do any of it. She planned for my birthday a trip down to Dallas to see the Dallas Stars because I'm a big hockey fan and, um, you know, stay in a hotel, do the wine and cheese stuff, all, all those things. Uh, that translated to me crashing with my friend Jake. Uh, and hanging out, going to a Dallas Stars game, uh, and then hanging out with his family and his kids. But, I mean, like, you know, you talk about a little kick in the balls there. I mean, just candidly, just a, a little kick in the balls. It's like, okay, it's it's bad enough that you left, but it's even worse now in the fact that uh, the week after you left, now I'm going on my birthday trip that you bought for me, uh, but I'm not going with the person that bought it for me. Instead, uh, I'm still shell-shocked. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell's going on. But it's like, well, I can stay in Lubbock and do nothing all weekend, right, except worry about her coming back and stealing more of the stuff out of the house. Or I could actually go and, and have a good time and do that. And I went and I had the best time that I could possible, you know, again, shell shocked, uh, candidly, um, the game was, eh, the sheets, the seats were dog shit. Um, you know, it's like, that's weird. When, when I took you to hockey games, like we sat at the glass, but when you paid, like I'm barely, I think that's a hockey player on the ice. No, I'm kidding. Kidding. Just the bitterness talking. That's all it is. Just the bitterness. So, uh, so yeah, so, Man, I, it's and it's hard for me because I wish I would have kept better track of this. And I told myself I was going to, and then depression was like, ha, 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 yeah, motherfucker, you're not doing any of that. You're just uh, breathing and surviving today. So I didn't really get a chance to do that. Um, and I, I didn't, unfortunately. So these things are kind of fuzzy uh, as far as dates and specifics. But I know that those things happen. So I get my dog back. Uh, you know, I go on this trip. It's lame because obviously the person I'm supposed to go with uh, is not there. Um, I uh, get the dog back finally. And then Alicia and I decide that we're going to meet and we're going to talk and we're going to discuss and see if we can, uh, you know, put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Because I'm still, you know, like, I'm woke as fuck, as the kids say, right? Like, I'm like, okay, I understand this is an issue. It's a real issue. Let's work on it. Let's let's resolve these issues. Let's go from there. Um, so prior to that meeting happening, I get this, what I could only call is a book, Right? And the book is like Steps Towards Reconciliation. And it's basically an accounting of everything that she feels that I have done wrong since birth, give or take a few years, you know, and then asking for certain things to occur, right? Um, one of the things she asked me to do was to go to church with her. Now, I, I don't know your political or religious beliefs. Uh, I'm only sharing them for the interest in the story. I, I worked in a church, uh, both in the military and civilian side. I'm actually an ordained minister. I've married several couples. But religion has never been a big thing to me. I'm not saying that I'm not a believer, okay? I'm just saying that, for me, religion has never been a big thing. I never was raised in the church. I never went to church every Sunday. I, that just was not something me or my family did. On Alethea's side... Big fans of Jesus. Celebrate his entire collection. Have all his EPs, his special releases, his vinyl, right? His uh, audio book, all of, all of the things. And that is a big deal for her, 
which I've never said, hey, no, you know, you can't go to church. It's just something that I'm like, yeah, I'll go with you uh, to Christmas Eve service uh, once a year, and that's enough for me because it just doesn't fulfill me. I don't need to go to a place where there ha- if I want to go see a rock concert, I'll go to a bar where I can uh, have a, a beer and a smoke wh- while I do it, you know. Um, and if I want to be told that I'm going to hell, like, you know, I, I have enough – Uh, people beating me up. I I beat myself up enough would be better to say than that. So, you know, she wants me to do that. She wants me to talk to people about the church, about what a real marriage looks like. Now, at this point, I've been married cumulatively for 20, eh, not 20, 17 years with with her and my first wife. So I kind of feel like maybe I have an idea of what a good marriage is uh, or, you know, what a a marriage looks like. And and then a bunch of other stuff, you know, uh, she doesn't like the fact that I smoke. Uh, she wishes that you know I wouldn't do that in the house uh, or at all. Uh, you know she doesn't like the fact that um, you know we just we're incompatible in major areas of our life. Religion being one, uh, sex being another, and, and so much more. And it's just like oh, okay, and basically. If I agreed to do those things, then we could talk about reconciliation. But if I agreed to do those things, then this podcast would be a hell of a lot boring. A hell of a lot more boring, right? And be like, hi, everybody. It's Tim Castleman. Today, I'd like us all to take our hymnals out to section 4, volume 3 of Timothy 1 1 that says, Thou shall not covet. I don't I have no clue what what Timothy one one says because I don't read the Bible because it's not a big deal to me. So I'm like, so I write her back and I'm like, yeah, I can't I can't do that, right? Like I can't be this person. But we meet and it's an okay talk. It's not great. Um, it, it's just yeah, I mean it's not great. It's not. Uh, I don't even remember. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I mean I don't even remember a bunch of the conversation. Uh, I know she brought Bowie over to me at that time. Uh, she brought her sister and brother-in-law over and they proceeded to empty out the house more before we even talked. Uh, now this was all her stuff, but you know, they were still pulling more stuff out before we would even talk or before she'd even give me the dog. It was like, Oh no, this is how it was going to go. It was very much like, Oh no, this is my way and this is how it's going to go. And, and all that. So we have, we have a talk. It's, quasi productive not not great not bad from what i can remember um but at least we have that conversation and this is after she's canceled the marriage counseling that that's you know and she's like well we need to spend several months apart uh before i would even consider getting back together and it's like oh oh okay and again i want to just be clear in case you missed the first shit show episode like we had never spent a day apart angry before at all right we'd never spent a day apart angry before at all she'd never like i'm going to my sister's house for the weekend you need to go check into a hotel to go get yourself fucked you know like like none of that so this was all like everything i'm telling you if you if you just said tim i want to bet you every dollar you're going to make from now until eternity that the things i'm going to share with you on this shit cast uh happened i would be like there's no way there's no way not not my perfect angelic uh you know christian Wife, no way would Alethea Castleman, uh, you know, abandon her marriage, take money, take the dog, not return the dog until I have to threaten legal action. Then, instead of returning it outright, come take more stuff out of the house. Uh, finally, return the dog. Tell me that basically I had to turn my life into a choir boy uh, in order for her to be like, oh, I could, I could be with you again. Um, and 
so we have that talk. We do that the next day because uh, I think it was a Monday night. Um, in fact, I'm sure it was because the next day was Taco Tuesday. So I brought her lunch. I knew where she was staying. She was staying with her sister, um, you know, moved in there uh, to save some money or whatever. I don't know. Uh, so I bring her lunch. Uh, and then that next Wednesday, that, so that's that Wednesday we talk and we start talking about reconciliation and we just can't seem to get the ball going. We just can't seem to agree things. It's if and that it's back. And I'm like, well, okay, if we can't talk about that let's talk about dividing of the assets and ladies and gentlemen it was one of the smoothest conversations that we have ever had i mean it was crazy how easy we were able to just systematically go eh, 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 eh. now i will say the one compliment the one thing i will say thankfully uh is that alicia castleman was very merciful when it came to money Fellas, if you don't have your money game protected, you're leaving yourself really at risk. Because legally, she was entitled to half of my business, even though she had done fuck all in the business. Right? Legally, by the state of wherever the fuck you live, you better check, she was entitled to half my money. Even though she had not done anything, except enjoy the vacations of the business like that that was her only involvement with the company. It's like, what? Yeah, I take vacations with the company. That's what I do. Chief vacation officer. Just call her that. CVO. CVO, right? So anyway, so you know, she's like, hey, and I will also say, like, I didn't go after her stuff. I probably could have been entitled to it. We separate the dog. I mean, it's just like surgical precision, we're able to do that. And that's like, wow, that's kind of weird. Um that that's kind of strange. Uh and then we're kind of talking. And then one thing leads to another, and for for I know it, certain articles of clothing are getting removed, and certain activities are taking place, Mar- married folk activities, if you will. And I'm like, my brain is like, what? What? I don't understand. So less than a week ago, or two weeks ago, maybe now you left me, and now we're having relations as a married couple and even afterwards she was like damn it this is going to make it even harder for me to make a decision whether we're going to you know whether I, we're going to stay together or not and it's like I'm so sorry uh, but you know I, I will also say that for one of us that was probably the last time we've had sex in 2017 and that one of us is not me motherfuckers oh I said it oh I said it Timmy C has been drowning in an avalanche, a sea of tears. So yeah, man, that that's that's kind of where we're at uh, with the with the situation. It's like, well, we can't really decide if we want to reconcile. She's made it clear she wants me to be a choir boy. If we do, I've made it clear that I've never been a choir boy and I don't want to be and I don't plan on being. Um, we surgically divide everything uh, on paper. Then we have relations to make things even more complicated. And then that's it. That's pretty much all uh, that that uh, I actually think that's one of the few. No, 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 it's not. There was a time that she showed up at my house randomly um, because she was upset about something I posted online. So, yeah, no, I'll, I'll see her again. I'm just trying to picture this in my head in the story arch, right? But this is, I, this, I would go months without seeing her. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was months, if not several weeks without seeing her. And we never 
step foot in a marriage counseling office again. That's never brought up. That never happens. And yeah, I mean, there's just so much more to share, but I don't want to make this all about uh, my shit show of a life during the time, even though I'm calling this a shit show session. So here's where I will leave you, and, and there will be more parts to this. So I've got my dog back. We tentatively have at least agreed paper-wise uh, to what we're going to look for and do for each other. Uh, we have fucked up the situation even more because of us getting intimate with each other. And, you know, I, I keep trying to do things to show her I'm sorry. You know, trying to meet with her, trying to bring her lunch, trying to do those things. And I even send her an email. Uh, I can't remember what the time frame is within a week or two of this where I apologize. Where I'm like, hey, you know what? I was foolish to think that you would never leave and how stupid I was for taking things for granted because I'm trying to show contrition and I'm trying to show her like, hey, I... I uh, the ser- I understand the seriousness of the situation, and I understand what uh, you know what's going on, and and what I need to work on, so to speak. So that's where we are right now. This would be like a bridge episode to kind of get us to the next part because I have so much more to share. Uh, I want to talk about my decision to go to Paris. I want to talk about getting divorced in Paris. I want to talk about dating again. I want to talk about how. All those agreements, this is this is what we tentatively talked about and why I was so tentative. All those agreements we had, yeah, those went out the window because suddenly Alethea Katzman didn't want to keep her word anymore and didn't want to pay half the bills anymore. And why? Well, because all the time that she was telling me, hey, I want to work on this, I want to work on this, maybe, just maybe, something else was going on in the background that I didn't find out till later that I can't share wait to share with you dear listeners and we will do that in a future episode of the shitcast now now that we've talked about personal let's talk about how this is affecting business because I want to show both sides of it so um for the first week or two, I actually do okay. Now, I'm in bed every night by 8 or 9, which for those of you who don't know me, I normally go to bed at like 4 in the morning. So, huge change. I, I do nothing most days. I just kind of sit, honestly, like in a blur. Just like, okay, get up, sit in front of the computer for a predetermined amount of hours, go. This starts getting worse and worse to the fact that where I will sleep for 12 hours, get up for 2 or 3, feel exhausted, like I had worked a full day in my life, which, you know, uh, one of those things, and go back to bed for three or four hours at a time like I was just totally 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 just no energy uh, to the point where I actually made a doctor's appointment um, in, in the coming weeks after she left because I thought I was going to die I really did I thought in March 2017 I, I thought that I was going to have to announce to the world that I was dying of something because I could not stay awake I could not keep alive. I, mean, I just had no energy. I had no drive. I had nothing like that. Um, and it was probably my third, maybe my second, my second or third um, counseling appointment because I still have my personal counselor that I was doing. Where she's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm just trying to stay alive." And she's like, "Okay, like, you know, I think it might be a good idea to look into." Uh, getting on some antidepressants or, or something like that to temporarily get you over the hill. And I fought those for years because of the fact that I just didn't want to, um, 
I don't want to be addicted. I don't like feeling addicted to a drug or dependent on a drug. Uh, to give you some backstory, back in 2016 for like six months, I tried uh, ADHD medication. And it did not, it helped me be a zombie and it helped me be laser focused and get shit done. It also made me the world's biggest and aggravated asshole because that stuff hyper wears your senses, at least for people that shouldn't be on it. Uh, uh, and uh, as a result, yeah, I was just a real asshole on it. I mean, just candidly, like I just was short and to the point and everything was like just, I just was agitated all the time because everything that took away from work really frustrated me. It's the best way to describe it. I, mean, I was just amped up all the time. You see how they talk about like methods and stuff like that? Um, wasn't that bad by any stretch of the imagination, but I knew when I got into a fight at a noodle bar uh, and almost kicked the shit out of this old man, like, hey, maybe, just maybe, I need to hit pump the brakes on this. Maybe I just need to be like, eh, not quite yet. Thank you very much. So, uh, um, so yeah, so I was real leery to kind of get back on another medication and test how it went. Plus, the other thing is that, you know, I hear those things have crazy side effects. There's, and I've done zero minutes of study on this. So please take, uh, take this as a scientific journal, if you will. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, most of the people that, that do, like, the shootings uh, have been on some type of antidepressant. And I know a lot of people that have been fucked up by antidepressants. Plus, not to mention that I hear it's got a crazy side effect of making uh, your dick non-responsive to life, which does not sound like a fun way to go through life. Just does not sound like a fun way to go through life. I am not interested uh, in uh, in doing that. So um, I was very hesitant to do that. But candidly, after two weeks of going through this and, and just not feeling myself, I was like, well, I'm going to at least give it a shot. And I will say for the interim and the time being, it did help give me some energy. Um, but I made sure it was a very short thing. In fact, when I went to Paris in May, uh, I did it. And then when I got back from that, uh, I pretty much have weaned myself off of them. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I just know that I don't want to be, I just don't want to have a pill where I'm responsible for, uh, that's responsible for my well-being. Uh, the other thing is that medication, the one they had me on, was a name brand. And even with prescriptions, you know how that goes in the States. It was just ridiculously expensive. So I was like, eh, you know, like I'm not going to pay. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, yeah. And I know there's other ones out there, and I should try it. There's natural remedies, and there's this and there's that. Uh, yeah, okay, thanks. Send them in. Probably not going to do any of them, but feel free to share all you want, right? So how this all relates to business is that for January, most of January, uh, I was pretty checked out of my business. I hadn't told anybody. See, I didn't want to tell anybody. I didn't want to go public. I didn't want to share that Alicia had left me with anybody except for, like, my friend Jake. Um, I'm sorry, that Alicia had left me, uh, except for my friend Jake. And as a result of that, uh, you know, I hadn't told anybody, so I hadn't told my staff, and I was just trying to keep everything super low-key. Now, I will say, in a moment of anger, probably shouldn't have done this, but I did unfriend my wife, which led the sleuth. So some people started noticing, like, well, that's weird. You always talk about your wife, and you always tag her, and you guys haven't done that, and this and that and the other thing. And as a result... Um, you know, some people started realizing a few weeks in, like, hey, man, haven't seen you post about your wife lately. Everything okay? And uh, if they were close enough, I told them. If they weren't, I just kind of ignored it. Um, so my management style was pretty pretty poor on that. Um, and I just 
kind of let the business run. What sucked, what was a blessing and a curse is that we had two events coming up. We had Funnel Hacking Live in February, and then we had Traffic and Conversion in March. Funnel Hacking Live had been booked a year in advance. Traffic and Conversion, not anywhere close. Uh, I will I will say this publicly. Um, I understand why both companies do it the way they do. I much prefer funnel hacking live's uh, way of doing it because you know they basically tell me at the event by the way this is where we're doing the event next year we'll see you there whereas other companies I've worked for it's a back and forth a back and forth a back and forth a back and forth and back and forth uh, to the to the point that we didn't even agree to do traffic and conversion event the notes until I was at funnel hacking live there's two weeks between those events just to let you know so on top of all of my personal stuff, professionally, our biggest client of the year, if you will, one of our bigger clients of the year, uh, just can't return a text or an email. Uh, and then when they finally are able to, because of their workload and reasons why I understand, I'm not in a place where I can do it. In fact, oh, by the way, remember how I mentioned on January 12th, uh, the ex uh, left me. On January 13th, I was supposed to meet or try to meet with Digital Marketer. But I was a little busy having my life implode uh, that I wasn't able uh, to make that meeting. So anyway, long story short, uh, that's what's kind of going on with me on on the background. Um, I haven't told my staff. I haven't told anyone there. And I'm just, man, I'm just, for lack of, I'm just in panic mode. Like, I can't describe to you the feeling of walking into your house and having half your shit gone, even if it's not your shit. It's like, wow, someone that I thought was a ride or die or that we were going to be here for a while. Or, again, at worst case, we both would agree, hey, this isn't working. Let's sit down like adults and talk about it and, and do a separation plan. Um, so I was just on edge the whole time. Is she going to come back? Is she not going to come back? You know, uh you know, I still, I mean, I still to this day, uh, when I'm recording this, and this is in August of 2017, I still sleep on my side of the bed. Like, that's how ingrained I am to being in this couple's world. So, um, when Alicia, Alethea Castleman left, um, it really threw my, my personal life and my business life uh, into a tailspin. So at this time, I've got an operations manager and a customer support person. Funnel Hacking Live, uh, we do. That goes great. goes better than I could ever have imagined. It goes awesome. Uh, and while we're at Funnel Hacking Live, we secure the deal to do traffic and conversion as official note takers uh, in March. So things are looking up in that area but overall we're still struggling because we're not sure what we want to do as a business as a company what we want to be known for see I'm known as the notes guy and that's great and that's awesome but things like the traffic and conversion event share the perils of that and the perils of that are I'm playing in someone else's sandbox right Funnel Hacking Live, those guys have been amazing. They've always treated us well with respect. They've given us a room. They make sure that we have a place to sit. They, you know, they do all those things for us, and they give us all the notice. But they could just as easily say, hey, man, next year we're not going to do that, or we don't want to do that. And same thing with Traveling Conversion or any other event that we want to do that. 
In addition to the fact that we had an e-com store that we shut down. Actually, I didn't even shut it down. I just transferred it over to a friend who uh, then I think couldn't get success with it and shut it down. We have uh, our Kindle books that are doing well through no fault or direction of our own. So we're kind of out here swimming, trying to figure out what it is and what it, you know, what it is that we stand for, what it is that we want to do, and what is it what is it that we want to know on top of the personal issues and the fact that we're going into the two busiest months of the year for us. So that pretty much takes us to the end of February uh, when it comes to the business side and the personal side. Uh, you know, I feel like this is Game of Thrones. We're on book one of the of the shit show session. So uh, I'm going to stop here just to have a nice clean break for me mentally. Um, and in the next shit uh, show episode, easy for me to say, not really. Uh, I, I want to talk to you uh, and, and kind of keep going and, and talk about March and traffic and conversion and how I did one of the smartest and stupidest things uh, at the same time uh, that month, business wise. I also want to continue the ever growing saga and free therapy sessions around my now uh, defunct marriage to Alethea Castleman. Uh, I, I, yeah, I got to talk about some big money issues. I want to talk about um, my decision to move abroad for 30 days, um, my first few steps of trying to get back out there, uh, and man, just so much more. So I, I also want to take a second and say thank you so much for people that have reached out and said a kind word or provided feedback. I always uh, enjoy knowing that people are actually listening to this, besides my mom, which by the by the way at the day of this recording is my mom's 66th birthday so happy birthday mom and uh with that ladies and gentlemen i appreciate your time and attention to the special to drink tim shit show episode number two and uh i look forward to seeing you and listening or having you listen i'm not gonna listen to you um but uh, having you listen to the next one